re 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 ready Check Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. I said Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, you know it's a go. Okay, I see they going off, but we gon' rewrite it though. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. It is the boy Armand, leader of All My Niggas Hate Carry On Cross Hive, um, leader of I Just Attended My First Live Show and it was Incredible Hive. And I'm, I'm going to get into that later, but you know I don't do this alone. Fellas, how y'all feeling? CeCe, you got to give us the, that intro, brother. Oh, what's good? Well, how y'all how y'all doing out there in the world? It's your boy CC, the best rapper and producer in the whole wide world. God body, because I consume healthy products and do towel curls, benevolence over to the earth and philanthropist. And every phrase that I say is a gem like amethyst. You could put any nigga right beside the boy, dope ass women right across the street, go and look at the two of us whispering in her girl ear like, yo, whose man's is this? I may talk a lot, but only got one thing to say. Love yourself and keep going. You are the world, so give all you can. Take care of your body, your people, and your land. Now, where the fuck is my nigga Grand Chan? What's going on, man? Reporting live from the mid-card, the mid-card mafia. We are here. Uh, what's going on? It's Channing. I'm another week blessed. Uh, another week of Dolph Ziggler matches at Madison Square Garden. Your fave can never um, you know, I'm just happy to be here, man. IC title picture back in the spotlight, U.S. title back in the spotlight. Great feud going on with Swerve for the North American title with Legato Del Fantasm. Like, we're just up right now, man. That you are. That you are. So, of course, we want to plug our Patreon, our network, the HRNC. If you are not subscribed by now, pay that three, pay that five, pay that 10, pay that 20, pay that 50, and you could come join the men with the pen to do some incredible rewrites that is patreon.com backslash da show rnc let's jump right into our pre-write now a lot has happened since we last joined you all oh also shout out to kwan for joining us last episode phenomenal yes, time with you brother happy birthday to him as well this will hey, come happy out. birthday nigga yeah this, this is gonna come out later but happy belated to you my brother 31 years just hit his prime um and yeah yeah we here so uh for me uh, the first thing that I, I want to get out the way, I want to get some negativity out of the way. Um, actually, this is like positive and negative. So last episode, if, if y'all heard the Patreon uh, segment, I was convinced to watch AEW. So I watched Dynamite. I caught like an hour and a half of it uh, last week. I caught a little bit of Dynamite this week. I watched the entire All Out pay-per-view. And a lot of the things that my colleagues, my peers have said about the show are very true. The pacing of the show is very, very weird to me. Quan said, you know, they don't let shit breathe. And I completely felt that. Like that there was the there was some match where it ended while they were in picture in picture. And then you come back to the main thing and like you see the matches over and it's like, wait, we didn't get to really see the finish of the match in a more grand way. So that was really weird to me. Um, there's a lot of the elite, a lot of the young bucks, not a lot of women shown not a lot of diverse faces shown and that's you know that's something that we've talked about a lot it's big for us to be able to see people on the screen that look like us and you know for aw to have promoted themselves as this diverse promotion that you know everyone is going to be able to get featured on 
they're not necessarily doing the best job of that. They're catering to a certain fan base that we've, uh, that, that, that we've, you know, acknowledged who they are, the white frat boys, the five Delta size, the, 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 the St. Pies, <laughs> all of them. And, you know, I, I, Mick Foley came out with some comments this past week talking about how it is, you know, wrestlers and talent don't aspire to join the WWE because it's not possible for them to become a star. And, you know, Mick is probably a little disgruntled. Mick, you know, he's, he's dealing with that CTE from falling off of all themselves and going through flaming tables and all that. And it, it just, you know, it it started a very nasty conversation. And a lot of these comments from disgruntled former WWE employees often lead to AEW fans feeling like their biases are confirmed. So the, the, the Mick Foley snippet came out. It was on like Complex Sports or something. And I'm, I think there's like a bigger interview or video he did. I plan to watch it. I haven't gotten to it yet. But I got tagged in tweets by these people. And admittedly, a lot of them, the things that they were saying, they came off as casuals. They were like, yo, WWE got to do better. Why is Bianca Belair getting squashed at SummerSlam? Why is WWE racist? Why did they fumble Adam Cole? A couple of things. Storytelling is important. Now, the, the, the AEW, AEW clearly isn't as big into storytelling and long-term storytelling because they give you things and then they move on very quickly. It's If you are a fan of the product, if you're aware of how the business works, you know exactly why Bianca Belair lost in the way that she did. Be Becky Lynch returned at SummerSlam, a core four pay-per-view. She's a superstar, arguably the biggest woman of all time, one of the biggest overall acts in WWE. So for you to focus so much on Bianca Belair losing, because champions lose, like champions have to lose. CM Punk had his 400-something day run, he lost. Seen as a 16-time champion. How do you become a 16-time champion? You have to lose the title to get it back. Like, that's something that happens. We had we acknowledge Bianca Belair, you know, great feudal Bailey, the Carmella matches, the Sasha matches. She has to face adversity at some point. It gets to a point where you stop believing in, in these people if they're not really facing any real conversation. So you want to see them overcome. That's the nature, the DNA of, of a baby face is they're overcoming things. There aren't too many dominant baby faces like that's just the reality of it that's that's baby face 101 so you know these guys are going back and forth with me and like the whole adam cole fumbling thing we know wwe was was trying to negotiate with him adam cole deserves all all the money in the world he deserved an absolute big contract but for him he wanted to be able to stream freely but he's also got friends in AEW. we saw that from when he debuted and he immediately linked up with the elite like he's got friends over there if if, if you're offered a, a job one place and you're offered a job at another place where your girl and your friends are and you can get creative control and do what you want to do with your streaming stuff. Well, what are you going to do? Like, I think we often forget that these wrestlers, because they entertain us on TV, are humans who want things for themselves. So, I, like, am I upset Adam Cole left? Definitely. Am I upset that he's, his trajectory is significantly declined because of where he is rather than where he could have been? Absolutely. But he's going to learn. And I hope that he sees, damn, I made a mistake and he comes back. But hey, it happens. And we're looking at uh, Miro over there. We're looking at Andrade over there. We're looking at Pat, uh, uh, Pac, uh, Pac, whatever his name is. Is it Hangman? Pa uh, Pac. Hangman Pac. Page and Pac is, yeah, Pac yeah. is Neville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pac, Neville, whatever. Like we're looking at guys who maybe the, their trajectories in, in WWE weren't what they wanted to be. And now they can do whatever they want in AEW. But like, they're not going to achieve nearly what they could have achieved in WWE because we know, and from, from what I've seen in just watching two dynamites and all out, Kenny Omega has to be at the top. 
The, uh, oh. uh, Gallows and Anderson have to be at the top. The Young Bucks, even though they lost to the Lucha Bros, like they're probably going to still be in that tag title picture and get the titles back at some point. Like there is an agenda. There are certain people that they want to position to be up front at all times, and people who are talented and probably deserve to be there might not get that. So it was a very frustrating back and forth. And like I genuinely felt like the people who we're going back and forth with me. Don't watch weekly WWE because if you watch weekly WWE, you know exactly what they're doing. You might not like all of it, and that's okay because I don't like all of it either. I think a lot of these guys who and Chan brought up a great point. You know, Chan brought up two great points, which I've you know been repeating in my mind. Is one WWE is a television show that incorporates wrestling, and AEW is is a wrestling show. But also AEW is that shiny new toy. Everyone loves that new thing and they want to look back on the old thing that they like to be like, mm, it's really not that. But like, you, you, you gotta be fair, you gotta be realistic. Like no one thinks WWE is perfect. And so I had another back and forth with this guy who was like, WWE is racist. They've been around for, for 50 years and like they haven't got their stuff together. No one's denying that. A lot of problematic storylines, a lot of stifling of black talents who deserves to be better, but you can't look at the last three years of WWE and not acknowledge a concentrated effort to position these black faces, these, these, these people of color who deserve to be at the forefront. They're there. We had 11 out of 15 uh, people of color champions in 2020. Nope. That's unprecedented. No promotion has ever done that. And I, I got to give credit to Impact. They keep a lot of black talent, you know, at the forefront, whether the Impact champion or whatever. That's great. The WWE recognizes, you know, the mistakes that they've made in the past. They're not doing any of that crazy stuff anymore. Like, like Apollo Crews with his whole Nanaija stuff, like it wasn't problematic. It, it made him look strong. It made him look important. And it's something that he's owning. Like they're finding ways to still incorporate race and you know politics and all this stuff into storylines without being disparaging without being disrespectful so if you want to hold on to what wwe did in the past mr man saying nigga wearing a do-rag you know kamala all that we can hold on to that but if you're not willing to acknowledge the efforts that they're making now you're wasting your time watching the product if you're, if you're going to hold on to 2003 1990 whatever then th there's no point you're never going to be satisfied and so that's, that's the frustrating thing for me is like, I'm, I'm going to hold WWE accountable, but I'm also going to acknowledge when they do things right. And since 2019, Kofi Mania, with the woman's evolution, like all that shit that they're doing it. And AEW should look at them and take notes because it's not enough to have a Britt Breaker, Chris Statlander match in a casino battle royale where you debut Ruby Soho and have her win. I'm happy for her, but a lot of women talent who could have won that and gotten an opportunity were quote unquote buried as a result of that. And it's because they get these former WWE talents and they want to put them at the forefront and have them lead the brand. And like, you know, Ruby Soho, she cool, but even in WWE, she wasn't really like that. So like, maybe she could be a flag bearer of AEW, but I don't think she's going to accomplish crazy things and really take them to the next level. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a lot of frustrating discourse. And I think a lot of people just really, they, they really just want to like talk shit about the WWE at every turn and like put them down when the reality is, that is the standard. AEW should be, and you know, they're clearly taking things in a different direction. But if you want to be a viable wrestling show, there's a lot to learn from the WWE. So that's that. That's my perspective. That that's my negativity. I don't know if I don't know if y'all had had any perspective on all that. Bro, I watched Brian Pillman Jr. in the main event in a Bengals jersey <laughs> in a mullet, like not a not a Jay Uso mullet, like a fucking 
like a mullet. Oh man. Like, so it's just like, you got to understand is in the same way that I've, you know, I've watched um, Reggie or whatever, come out here and be 24 seven champion. And I've had to watch Umberto Carrillo, who in my eyes is probably one of the greatest wrestling talents that I've ever seen, you know, put his time in for, um, for botching and, and here and there or whatever, you know, paying his, paying his dues or whatever in the 24 seven. It's like, listen, like if here's, here's, here's a good way to explain this. If you can't look at um, everything going on with wrestling, with all the promotions and kind of keep a level head about it and point out um, where people are making mistakes here, it's like, oh, I wouldn't have done that, but I understand. Or, oh, that was really good, um, but I could also see it going another way and just kind of stay in the middle like that. You also are probably not having a great time with life because that's how life is, my nigga. Like you can't, like there's, it's balance. It's not going to be all good all the time. And I've seen like, IE, like AEW, like, if and for anybody here who's is a, like, I don't want anybody to be a WWE stand or AEW stand. Like, you should just be a wrestling fan. Like, be a, be a fan of wrestling and watch it or whatever. But if you are an AEW stand, I want you to explain to me um, how Goldust can fake a uh, what was no. it? Like black no. mass. I don't know what they call it in AEW now because I, I didn't get to see that match. But like, Bro, it was terrible. He faked a whole. He faked a whole suplex move. Like oh that that yeah. too. That was horrible. I like, was like, just <laughs> he like took air and swung it on the ground and then was like, oh, I guess I missed you. While Malachi just chilled on the ropes. <laughs> oh, yo, I literally was like, yo, listen, I'm, I'm like, the thing is, is like wrestling is so difficult that I like whenever I see a botch, especially for a difficult move, I like I'm not going to talk shit about it because for one, I know I can't do that shit. So let me shut the fuck up. And two or whatever. You niggas are probably like, you know, depending on when it happened in a match, niggas is tired. Niggas is tired from just working like overall, like your body like gets exhausted and shit like that or whatever. So like, I get it. I 100% understand. Plus you're going to go for shit and everything not going to work all the time, whatever. And it's fucking live. Like, come on, man. Like, it's crazy or whatever. You got to remember, you have to be a different person while doing all these moves at the same time or whatever. So I get that or whatever. But the thing about that I've, I've noticed with AEW is, it's just like, it's like they're suffering what what they're suffering from is hubris and if they cannot get over it they're going to be so full of themselves that they don't see all the ways in which they need to fix the little flaws and improve of them over time and that's the difference between AEW and wwe or whatever with wwe yes you can say shit but you can say a lot of shit about the past that you can't say now and that's the motherfucking difference two years ago AEW looked just like goddamn right now to me like watching these these shows and shit like that i haven't seen much improvement the only improvement that i've seen is like maybe from like storytelling in some matches because when they first started it was very choreographed flippity floppy you're gonna do this i'm gonna do that reversal here spot fest spot fest spot yes. fest yeah 100 100 percent so I've seen like the improvement there, but my nigga, like the people, like here's, here's a, and this is, this is a really fucked up thing to say. Um, but like things like appearance matter or whatever, this is why certain people aren't managers and shit like that in WWE, like no offense, but I saw a bunch of old white dudes that look like the old white dudes at the airport bar being managed. <laughs> in AEW. And I'm, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to like knock, like, and the problem was one of them niggas was good. I, I feel, uh, I forget what his name was, but he had the black guy and the white guy with him or whatever. And he was actually like talking shit. Oh, about he was with the men of the hour. Yeah. Men of the hour. I, yeah. I forget what the guys did. Yeah. Another See, manager. Old wrestler. Yeah, because if you, if you totally look at the nigga, <laughs> bruh, if you look at the nigga, he looked like he was in the crowd before he gave him the mic. Like that was the first, one of the first problems. It's just like, 
it's like little thing. You got to the devil's in the details, my nigga. Yep. Like it's like Drizzy said, my nigga is Vince is just like him. The devil's in the details and I'm satanic. Like <laughs> it's like, bro, yeah. it's like you got to understand it's a bunch of little shit that goes into why. Like this is psychological. We're not talking about just on the surface or whatever. We're talking about shit that works on your brain when you, it's, you don't know that it's working on your brain. There's a reason why Bianca is being pushed as the one, because if you look like, just fucking look at Bianca, just look at her. Don't she look like something? Like, <laughs> if I you saw that, think that. <laughs> that entrance when she walked, when she hit the stage in Masters World, you just felt it. Bro. Every, like, they showed that was, all remember, white. Mm. There was a little white kid who had the Bianca Belair gear. Yeah, white boy. I, I was like, oh, yeah. A the little impact. white boy was the jumping impact. up and down for the a impact. black woman. <laughs> I said, I the impact. Literally never seen that shit in my entire life. Like, my entire life, I have never seen a little white boy jump up and down for a, a grown black woman doing anything, my nigga. And that, <laughs> yeah. and that, and like, I've been to two, what three Beyonce concerts at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, the shit is di- like, it's different. Like, th- there's just certain things that they need to work on or whatever. And, and here's the thing this is a perfect opportunity. And like, Ironically, this is the perfect opportunity for AEW to, to actually take a step back and see what they can learn and take the good parts from WWE and leave the bad parts. Like, that would be the smart thing to do instead of just going against everything that you have. But yeah, to like everyone who like on either side, like making a brand war thing, don't do that. Stay in the middle. Like, just be a wrestling fan to call shit for what it is. Don't like don't let your bias get ahead of you or whatever. Mistakes happen in WWE. Mistakes happen in AEW. Good shit happens in AEW. Good shit happens in WWE. That's just what it is or whatever. But like stop being weird ass niggas, especially like if you over the age of 25, it's time to stop that. You are you got to stop. You have to. I implore you, please. But yeah, you got something to say, Chan? Couple things, just a few things. Like echoing a lot of what you guys say. I was just looking some stuff up. One thing it's also kind of fun, just the time we're in now with the whole like Drake Kanye comparison is that like part of AEW's issues that they have to make everything a comparison. Like everything they do is that we are not WWE. And it's like when you do that, you intrinsically make people compare you. Where if no one sits around and is like, oh, Ring of Honor is not WWE because we know that we understand that they're not trying to be. It's a totally different thing. It is great for what it is. Just like AEW is great for what it is, but everything they do has to be like, oh, we are not WWE. I'm not there anymore. It's just like once you do that, you just invite this comparison where it's stuff where it's, yeah. even if this is your kind of wrestling, like there's different things with different people. There's a certain level of like quality where you can tell there's just no. There's no one who's outside of it being able to mm-hmm. look at stuff and be like, you guys should do this. It's too close to the art. You have the artist making the art, which is, again, like we talk about with Kanye and Drake, like some stuff, it gets overindulgent. Like Kanye, it didn't, it didn't need to be 26 songs. Yeah, I'm looking at AEW's, I just looked up, this is obviously not an official list. You know there are 12 factions in AEW Bro. making up 60 plus people? It's you too much. How it's many too people? much. <laughs> That's too many people, people coming out to the ring. It's, a, it's three brawls per show. Like, I, like I'm seeing this and I'm like, you know, and your point about the whole comparison thing, like it works to an extent. It creates that chaos yeah. where people people want to tune in. It's like, oh, there's all this WWE versus AEW shit. Let me watch. Like that's part of why I wanted to watch, and right. you, know, you guys kind of helped me get to that point. But it's also like when you get there, it's kind of like when Tor- when Tory Lanez wanted to beef with Drake. Exactly. You see Drake and you see Tory. You like, okay, Tory does what he does, but he's annoying. I, I don't want to be a fan of this guy. Drake is doing this shit at a high level. He stays back. He beats with people he feels in near his level or get at him in a certain way. And like 
Tori, you just not that. You got a couple bars on Do Not Disturb, and he left you alone. <laughs> like, like that's it. Like it's and it's 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 crazy. And you know, I, I will say because I, I gave a lot of negativity, but like I did enjoy the Britt Baker Chris Statlander match all out. Like I, I I did like that. Like her using the Panama Sunrise, great <laughs> foreshadowing. Um, her stomp, she needs to work on that. Uh, her her submission lockjaw, it's it's cool, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks steel cage, that was I. Right. I feel like they were trying too hard to force cool spots. Like when they were yep, super, spot fest. When, when they were yeah. super kicking each other in a circle and like everyone did the kip up and all that. That all shit like, was corny. That's too much. That that's, shit that's was what corny. The young bucks do. That's it's what the young bucks much. do. That's just their thing. You don't gotta do that. Like like you guys are solid enough in ring. Just just work. Like don't force. Don't try to force moments. Let the moments come naturally. If, if, if you're if you're good enough, you'll create a moment without creating a moment. If, if that makes sense, like if if I don't, I don't know. If and that wait, and, and and here's <laughs> a and here's the thing though, and here's the crazy thing is like this is how much it, the like when you said they don't have somebody from the outside like watching or whatever, and just the people creating art. This is how you know, like one of the problems that AEW so, uh, suffers from, and this is like the professional in me coming out or whatever, but they suffer from uh, from silos or whatever. Yep, like. I watch niggas wrestle different or whatever. Like one nigga, uh, the nigga who Brian Pillman went up against or whatever. Um, first of all, he's gonna be in the WWE soon. Um, he has too much personality. I saw it or whatever. Like the nigga who came out rapping, I forget his name. Uh, Matt, it's Max something. I want to say. Um, is it Ricky Starks? Did he wrestle Ricky Starks? Nah, it's it's him. It's two lights. They both look like they got. Oh, wiped. the acclaimed. The acclaimed, yeah. Who just got canceled because they was rapping some crazy shit. Yeah. Oh, they did. Oh shit. Oh wait, they're the ones who talk about Duke Lacrosse, right? Yes. Yeah, they wild. Yeah, yeah. They know. do their raps. <laughs> yeah, they was rap about Duke Lacrosse. Yes. Yeah. Again, know. no oversight. No one would be like, hey, do not go on TV and say that. Yeah, no and but I was I was watching it and I'm like, okay here's this guy who wrestles this way he has this thing brian pillman has this thing but they're not the way they're wrestling is not putting them up against each other and then um you know you got the young bucks match or whatever which is completely different like people complain about wwe being uniform or whatever but um i like how much have they changed about the iphone since they came out there's a fucking reason. Like when niggas say, "Oh, it's the new iPhone. It's just gonna be like the last one." It's like, yeah, nigga, there's a reason because you niggas keep you niggas love crack, and I'll just keep selling you crack. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll what do you it, put it in a different bag? But it's yeah, the, it's like the same it's shit. still gonna be crack. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. So that's and, and that's the truth. Like psychologically about people, do they want new shit? Yes, but they want their new shit to be familiar in a way. Mm-hmm. That's what they want or whatever. And one thing that I notice is there's inconsistency in the wrestling or whatever. So like, I might watch one match and be like, oh, I really enjoy that. And then I watch another match and be like, I that form of wrestling don't even like. But the thing about that is, is like, while you guys are trying to have like variety, what you do is like, you, you are consistent in your variety, but you're inconsistent in just general consistency. Mm-hmm. And so like when you, Armand, when you just said like uh, moments that are created uh, organically, the the pack Andrade match was a fire fucking that is wrestling Dang. like that match is wrestling like so you cool. saw how pack wrestled you saw how Andrade wrestled they both share similarities in that they can be physical which is what brings them there in the first place i.e story boom 
And then like moments just happen and it happened naturally from them just beating each other ass over a period of time. And they wasn't making it look all spotty, which is how you get Andrade somehow doing a fucking 360 sideways out of the ring and landed on pack in a way where he can still stand up. Like, like he basically landed on his feet damn near afterward like that. If you go back and watch that move, I watched that move maybe four or five times. And I, I was like, I still don't understand how this nigga did it. It was like such a moment or whatever. But like that was the shit that I wanted to see him do in WWE and why I got it and why he and uh, Pac slash Neville were WWE talents in the first place. And why some of these guys who were never WWE talents, there's a fucking reason, bro. Like yeah, it just, it's certain shit that comes. Na- and then that's the other thing, too. Certain shit becoming natural. And like Armand, you made a great point, like Enchanted, too. Stop forcing shit like there's there's a there's a, I mean, all right. Listen, I'm just going to call it right now. Anybody who's an AEW fan, you're going to have to let go of one of your favorite wrestlers in at least three years, if not right now, if you yes. haven't already. Um, because there's going to be something about somebody forcing coming, something. Bro. And it's you coming, can see bro. the forcing culture in how they force a lot of the shit, bro. You know what I mean? Like, when you get shit forced, it's not going to come out right. So I, I say all that to say whatever. The niggas force shit too much. They don't be consistent enough in their storytelling overall with their matches and how they all flow together or whatever. And they don't learn enough from one another, even within their own company. And as long as things stay siloed off and kind of inconsistent like that, these little problems that are only small right now, these motherfuckers going to grow and it's going to be mm-hmm. a problem. Now, now wait, wait until the end of next year when they sign 20 more people and then you finally get people start complaining about, okay, it's a lot of people on the rest of the roster. I don't get it. It's bloated up. already. It's bloated already. That's why they yeah. have all these factions. They want to feature so many people on TV who don't actually serve a purpose like it's yep. it's too much and then and then where especially the for someone who's still learning the roster like Fact. it's just it's way too much no, no one's getting individual features like there are no single stars there are none like no there yeah. are none so now okay now that's a great point now so now let's talk about money and and being because this is the side that niggas don't be this is like no offense or whatever but you if you've been unsuccessful start listening to the shit because i'm about to explain to you why you've been unsuccessful <laughs> or whatever like whenever you're delivering value you have to get something in return for that period if i'm serving period. you food you giving me money you know what i mean if when y'all niggas go to buy weed you give the nigga money like <laughs> like everything that happens if you want you gotta get or whatever right so if AEW is giving you wrestling they're giving these wrestlers all these spots on the rest on the on the roster and they're giving certain wrestlers a lot of fucking money what the fuck how where is the coming in return or whatever gonna happen or whatever like it, like think about it right now all their money is coming from the tnt network what they got in the bank and what tnt uh, allows them to make from the advertising on the show how the fuck are they gonna make money off of merch when i'm seeing 30 niggas i don't even know who's i don't even know who i like the most to Who's buy a shirt <laughs> exactly like this is what i'm saying like y'all not paying attention like the whole like the um the whole jungle boy uh shit and um uh luchasaurus or whatever and shit like that when i saw that i was like that's kind of campy but when i thought about it i was yeah. like nigga that is a merch motherfucking machine if y'all play that right you could sell the yes. right merch and then i think about it and i go to i went to like look for like half a second i wanted to do like a quick little google search because this is how it should come up i should come up i should google the shit and it should come up in one of the first five to six i googled the nope. shit awful bro do you know how hard it is to find these niggas like and that's the other thing like you niggas are not paying attention to the shit that's going to make you last over a period of time you just hear like oh we finally got some blah blah, blah. we can wrestle that's not y'all money the Start business, off one. Bro. that is tnt's money 
That is not y'all motherfucking money. <laughs> Understand that. Until you niggas start making you your own. And even like when you selling out your venues or whatever, I looked at y'all venue numbers or whatever. And how They're many small venues. Bro, come on, my nigga. Like, <laughs> like, bro. like think come about on. this. Every time you see Roman Reigns, you know what the fuck Roman Reigns got on? A Roman Reigns fucking t-shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every oh single my. time you see him. And the girl got him on too. The details. And like, SmackDown yes. just had the biggest gate that it's ever had at that last. Like, there's a reason why certain shit goes the way it goes. And then here's the other yeah. part about it Shop too. WWE.com commercial. Every single show. Bro, they know. It's the details. Like you said, it's the little I don't. Thing. I don't be mad that Titus is not on TV. I know how Titus get his, Titus get his money by being Titus. With yeah. WWE, like it's like Titus is just like their ambassador. Himself. Like yeah, he's just like a, my nigga. It, it works. Like it's a like it's a fucking government. This nigga is an ambassador. He be on Fox cheering with and my the, And the ironic thing is, the nigga is doing what he wanted to do, being being a nigga who came up or whatever, and putting other niggas on, which is what he wanted to do or whatever. And at the same time, maybe does he get less TV time? Yeah. But the good thing is that I see that nigga. He be staying the fucking shape. So if he ever need to get called up for some X Y Z, boom, you can come again. And honestly, like. I could see him like later down the road getting that kind of thing where it's just like, yo, I've been here for hella long, my nigga. Like, when am I gonna get my shot? Kind of thing. And that's the that's the other thing about it too is like when you work shit a certain way, that can go into your story. And when y'all was talking about shit not being able to breathe and shit like that, you're ruining people's stories. And I'm gonna get into this with the rewrite or whatever, which is how like when you when you guys are not giving time to things, when when you're not letting things play out, when you're not going where things naturally flow, when you're not paying attention to little details, you're robbing yourselves of things in the future. So you niggas can celebrate right now, but unless you start getting your shit together, your future gonna look motherfucking bleak. I'm telling you right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> yeah. Last thing I'll say too, um, and this just kind of encapsulates kind of the whole conversation, in my opinion. Vince sees. I'm sure Vince watches Rampage and he hears people talking, him, all the people at WWE. Oh my God, y'all lost Neville, y'all lost Pac. If that's what he has to worry about, he's fine. He's good. He's, good. he's not like, if, 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 if that's really what it is, is that like, oh, they're just gonna have a fire match randomly one week? I, I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm, he's probably like, I'm happy you are getting shot because we weren't using you. But like, like this whole thing of him being like, there is yet to be any reasonable, like tangible evidence of these stars being created outside of WWE. Yes, there are very popular wrestlers, but as we talked about, that's not really Vince's only concern. And so I think that's kind of the miss. We're talking about the details that people are missing is that like, yes, even as WWE fans fully understand, most, you know, rational people will be like, oh, that's dope that, you know, like I said, Adam Cole's with his friends. You know, Britt Baker's working with her people. She's a champion now. She's like, like, Tanya Courtney's getting on TV. That's good for them. Like, we're happy for them. But... For you to insinuate that, like, oh, just because, you know, Rusev is TNT champion, that somehow that is on Vince's radar. I I mean, I don't know Vince McMahon, but that doesn't seem like something he's bro, concerned bro, about. Bro, who from <laughs> like, AEW has been on has been on Good Morning America? Come like, is di- like you guys are not paying attention to the like what what the fuck did Loaded Luck say? You're not seeing the large picture. <laughs> you niggas you niggas are not running the greatest rest of the league in the world you just another lost nigga <laughs> i had people telling me that vince was sick on suicide watch and i don't, don't want to use that word loosely so trigger warning i'm sorry i had people yeah. telling me vince is on blank watch because cm punk debuted on rampage brian is on AEW. cole is there i'm like bro they were talking to cole they, like 
<laughs> they, uh, they tried I, to sign CM. He talked about it, bro. Like, <laughs> come on, come on. Like, if the w, you act like the WWE has stopped or the quality has dropped because they lost these people. Roman Reigns is still there. Drew McIntyre is still there. Brock is back. Demon Finn just re-debuted. Bianca Belair, Street Profits, Keith Drew Lee McIntyre. coming. Keith Lee is is on the up. Bobby Lashley is doing his thing, even if I don't like it. Like, come on, bro. Come <laughs> bro, on. Bro, they got like, Umberto Carrillo chasing a 24-7 championship. These niggas are not short on talent. They are fine. <laughs> they're okay. They're letting people go, and they're still okay. Like, come, like we really got to be honest. And again, it's it's these conversations with people who don't really understand the business. They just see uh, SportsCenter post, oh, see a punk just debut. Brian just debuted. And it's like, oh, it's a big moment. And it's like, oh, WWE is over. I'm like, oh, you clearly don't watch. Raw, Raw has been good the last month. Like, like I, I, I don't know if y'all been watching Raw, but like. No, I watched the last episode. That shit was hard. Raw has been good for the last Randy month. and Bobby, my nigga. We haven't been able to say Raw has been good since pandemic like early pandemic when Raw was the show and SmackDown was trash. Like Raw has not been good for a long time. Raw has been good and they've been letting people like, come on, we really, we really, really got to be honest here. Like we, 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 we got to be honest here, but let's get into some positivity, man. I went to my first live wrestling show this past weekend, SmackDown at MSG. Um, it was, it was a moment I've been waiting for since I was eight years old. Um, and it, it, and it, was, it was especially dope for me because some of my favorite wrestlers when I was young were present, and then some of my favorite wrestlers now were present. I got to see Roman Reigns. I got to see Brock Lesnar. I got to see Edge. I got to see Seth Rollins. I got to see a Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin dark match. I got to see a John Cena Mysterios versus the Bloodline dark match. I got to see Becky Lynch. I got to see Big E with the briefcase. I got to see... Ziggler and Rude, Shinsuke, Apollo Crews. Like, and, and, you know, one, one thing I didn't anticipate, because I've been watching on TV my whole life, is like, I forgot that I wouldn't be able to hear the commentary because I would be in the oh, crowd. Yeah. But when you're in the crowd and you feel that crowd energy, like, it's one thing to hear it on TV and hear a pop, but to be in the midst of a pop, when Edge came out, bro, <laughs> when, mother, you know me. when motherfucking Edge came out, when Demon Finn, yo, and like when, when Demon Finn came out, like uh, as Roman was in the ring, the smoke started to like populate around the stage. I was like, there was rumors of Undertaker coming. Why is Undertaker gonna come out now? I was like, oh, oh, Demon Finn is coming. And then he, he pops, and bro, the crowd went berserk, my nigga. Oh my God. It was, it was, it was amazing. And, and they really pulled out all the stops knowing that they would be in MSG. Like that Edge Seth Rollins match, it was better than the first one to me. Like, yes. Seth. Seth Seth had that nigga on, on his deathbed. Even like, it, with it was, the botched glam, it was great. It was okay. I, because, I love because that he, he ran it back. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's the thing. It's like, botches are okay, but, but like, we know Seth could have done that move. It just shit, shit fucked up. So he was like, oh, uh, this glam slam would have been major. I fucked it up. Let me just run it back and actually hit it. And he actually hit it. I also didn't, I, I didn't anticipate not being able to hear, like, when, when moves happen in, in the ring and like you hear the impact. So like certain shit I wouldn't hear. So it was, it was literally just watching like a wrestling match without, it was almost like watching, watching it without the, the sound on, but then in the big yeah. moments, the crowd erupts and it's like that. Oh my God. I, I, it was, it was absolutely amazing, man. Like shout out to the WWE for putting that on. I, I don't want to bury chance P right. Cause he's going to talk about something that I also really enjoyed, but uh, they, Sammy Zayn was wearing his, his mixed Jersey. And he, he brought out someone who, and you know, it was funny too. When he said someone who could win in MSG, I was like, well, he's not going to bring out a fucking Knicks player. Yeah, he, I was like, who is he going? 
they can't win there. And I was like, oh, it's just going to be redacted. And then it was yeah. redacted. So please, Chan, talk about it. Come on. Uh, I just kind of want to talk about just like you talked about before, you know, it's just different. You know, the bag is just different. Um, and I think one thing we said too is like the difference, one of the other differences between WWE and AEW is AEW very much so caters towards their base. They're in Milwaukee. We're going to have Giannis come out, take some pictures. Again, smart, very good. People love Giannis. But Vince says, I'm going to give you what you need. Mm-hmm. He said, I, I see your fan favorite and I will raise you a villain. Mm. And when I saw Trey Young on the Titan Tron, when I said my man had intro packages, I said, oh, this nigga is a villain, dog. Comes down and Trey's playing into it, you know, making like whooping up the crowd, like making noise, smiling. And obviously Sami Zayn, one of the greatest, you know, wrestlers of our generation, greatest character work. He's feeding into it too. Like he had the Knicks jersey on and like red and like with white pants with like hearts on it. He looked crazy, but it was just like so heal, bro. Healing off. And then to have Trey Young get involved in the match. And it's so the details again to do it against Rey Mysterio, who he actually is like of comparable size to, where he can, oh yeah, he could probably hurt Rey Mysterio. Like Rey was shorter than him. To have him get involved in the match, get ejected. It's just like, it's different like when you pay attention to the little things and you put money into the little things. And again, we're talking about money. W- AEW is announcing Adam Cole. WWE is announcing a movie on Netflix with the New Day. Again, three black people and The Undertaker on Netflix. We're doing two different things. We're, we're, we're on two different levels. Like we're not playing the same game. Do you understand to get on Netflix, to have a movie on Netflix as a they, this is a wrestling company, and they have a movie on Netflix headlined by three black people who have who they'll tell you many times essentially are self made. Like Vince is like, you can have this gimmick and see if it works out, and they've taken it from some shit the three of them came up with to toss in pancakes to WWE championships in a Netflix movie. Just like, don't ever give up on yourself. Like, don't ever let someone tell you, you can't do some shit. But again. I get I've said this before, too. I'm sure me and Vince don't agree on a lot politically and socially. But one thing he sees is where the money's at, where the money resides. I know where the money resides. And these kids go eat the fuck up out this little movie I'm going to give you. And that's what I'm talking about. You are here to entertain the people, not entertain wrestling fans. And so you give people different stuff. You know, it's like how many kids going to burn through that movie. Like, do you understand that? And that's that's kind of one of the things I just want to talk about, just like the impact again. We talked about Bianca, seeing her come out, just feeling it. Like, I remember I was talking to my roommate about this. I was like, you really don't realize, but like how much of my like confidence and bravado is based off of the Rock and Booker T. Like growing up and seeing people who just looked like me talk shit to white authority figures. Be like, no, no, I'm not going for that. I am the most electrifying man. I am the number one, the people's champ. Like being able to see that as a kid has meant so much to me. Like to the point where I didn't even realize that I was really talking about it. I got emotional about it. Yeah, and bro. then you see someone like Bianca and imagine all of the little people, the kids that's going to impact. You're like, oh no, when I grew up, there was this woman, Bianca Belair, she was this shit. And that like will fundamentally change someone's life. Yeah, being able to see that. Being able to go on Netflix, see the new, see Kofi Kingston, see people with black people, dark skin, different body types with their natural hair. Like it's just a deeper level of impact that I'm just very happy about. You know, we can compare it to, but like just stuff like that just really this means a lot to me because it's just the impact it will have on future generations oh. i think can, can be safe 
Bro, this is how deep this shit is. When Xavier Woods be like wrestling with his like hair all the way out, I still get that. Like, and anybody who's like a little bit older than worked corporate or any job where it's predominantly white people had that thing where it's just like, Are you you cool to do that? Like, you could, you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> yeah. I'm still having that happen to me or whatever. Like, this shit is deep or whatever. And like to the point where it's just like, and we, I think we all said this at, at one point or whatever. Um. Uh, and we know people like this or whatever, like, and I didn't seen it on the internet or whatever. I would say two things like one, like little black girls have something to watch now and, and black women. I was watching a black woman. Um, I saw two different black women, um, like have a good ass time when certain people came out. One was Bianca. And, um, another one was, um, when, uh, when Finn Balor came out, they put the camera on this black woman on in a crowd. She was wearing a John Cena shirt and she was having the time of her life. And that shit made my heart feel so good. Cause I was just like, who knows what other bullshit she got to deal with. Exactly. And she get to have a good ass time coming up here. And then on top of that, it's just like people who never watched wrestling, like my girl and shit or whatever. Like, like when I'll mention something about Bianca and she'll be on, like, I'll be watching it on my laptop and I'll look over and I'll see that she's watching it. Cause she wants to know what's happening with Bianca and shit like yeah. that and I'm like fam this is di it's just different or whatever and then uh, another the, the last thing is like I was uh I went to the NBA subreddit or whatever and my nigga they were talking about this. oh yeah Trey yes like was it wasn't it didn't it didn't just get mentioned nigga they were talking about this and the, niggas, the sports center posted his his bruh, appearance. so yeah it was and, and, and here's the thing i was watching and this is this is the the this is the key right here i was watching a bunch of niggas i saw this comment like a hundred times in a bunch of different ways it was like i used to watch i was addicted to wwe when i was a kid that's so crazy and then you know what that is that's that little seed that's that hmm come back come back <laughs> That's yes. what got me back. It's just and, like, come on, man. And it was genius because we know that that their New Year's pay-per-view is going to be in Atlanta, like New, New yeah. Year's Day. So you know Trey is going to be probably going to be involved in some way. I think they play in like the day before and somewhere else after, but they're going to find a way to incorporate Trey or some Hawks player or someone from Atlanta. Nigga, Migos might come out, bro. Like, like we, Fucking we, Quavo, we drop a drop kick. <laughs> like, well, we don't know. But it's just like planting that seed, that curiosity is like, how far can these niggas go? They got bad money. So at this point, they could bring like like very few non-WWE people are gonna turn down that bag. And that's that's the difference, is like they have that cultural imprint where yeah. people want to get involved because they know they know what it's gonna do for them and it's gonna do for the people who are watching their fans and the people who are eventually going to become their fans. It's it's yeah. just it, it was amazing, bro. It was it was it's it's amazing. Um CC, what, what, what's your pre-write, bro? Look, listen, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> I, I know a lot of y'all see it. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of a rewrite or whatever. And it's just like, there's a bunch of reasons why it might not happen ever. Uh, uh, mainly because of the two people involved included wanted to make sure that, you know, they're not stepping on each other, And then like, you know, women are not getting overshadowed and whatnot like that. But fam, what, after I saw this past episode, it's couple, it, it's coming. Power couple is coming. Y'all y'all niggas thought Triple H and Stephanie was some shit. Seth and Becky are about to be like the best like power couple you have ever seen in wrestling ever. Dr nigga, when Becky came out with that motherfucking fur coat, nigga, I was Drip like, gang. she dripper drown, bro. She literally was dropping the hint to you niggas. I'm like, uh, you've been seeing what Seth has been doing. If she's coming out like that, what the fuck do you think is about to happen? Like, and then I think about how they got um uh Johnny, and I always forget her and I always, I always fuck this up. 
Um, I always forget her name, but Johnny and his wife in NXT. Uh, Candice um, LeRae. Candice LeRae, yeah. Um, I I, and, Morris, I fu- yeah. and I fuck with her too. But um, but, John Morrison and Frankie Monet. I don't know. I'm talking about John Morrison and Frankie Monet. That, that right. shit needs to happen too. When yes. I when I saw how successful Johnny Gargano and Candice is like they're like how they like run it or whatever, mm. like I was like, oh, y'all can make the couple play work. And it's the just wrestling's. like, and this is and this is paying attention within your own company. You don't think anybody else in WWE is watching, like, oh, okay, so a couple can work. Like, are you kidding me? So when I saw that shit with Becky or whatever, like this might just be my rewriting brain that wanted to make it happen. But I'm like, yo, no, nah, I'm gonna call this shit right now. Seth and Becky are gonna do uh power couple shit. Seth's the next triple H. Becky's not gonna be like Stephanie or whatever. She's gonna be like kind of like I don't even know how they she's just gonna be. I mean, she already a whole different beast, it's just gonna be like that. And then the best thing about it is is like because they have such big personalities, you can like work this story over time a lot. The same way the big mans were, where like you'll see the big mans together, and then some of them will be beefing with each other, and then they'll be together, and then they'll be beefing with each other. Do you know how long this this couple play is gonna be able to work, my nigga? Like with them working like that, this is gonna be fucking amazing. We about to get some great fucking storylines. I'm telling, you, I'm calling it now. It's coming. Power couples coming. Seth and Becky. I'm telling you, it's coming. We ready? Oh, well, I'm ready for it. I need it. Um, for our free ride, I want to keep it short, so I'm just gonna fire off some questions to y'all. Uh, one person, y'all go handle it, then we gonna move on. So, Channing, Street Profits versus Usos feud. One, how'd you feel about the match? Two, do you see it going long, and do you see Street Profits getting the title off? Uh, one, rooting for everybody black. You know I love my black and brown people. Two, definitely think that the, I think this is who the Usos are going to drop the belts to. There's really no other, like, it seems like the Mysterios kind of thing is moving into a different direction. Like, they're baby faces, obviously, but it seems like that's kind of moving off. I do think the Street Profits are going to get it back. I was honestly surprised, obviously seeing the, the Finn thing, it makes sense, but I was surprised that they didn't win. I thought that was going to be their moment because they do like to do that with the Street Profits. I believe it was NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn when they won the NXT in that ladder match. So like they do like to have moments with the Street Profits. You can, I mean, you see Montez, you see it. Um, Look at the material, honestly. So I think, yes, it will go on. I think they will definitely drop um, probably in some type of ladder match, maybe at a TLC, but I definitely think there will be that this is who they will drop it to, whether it's this pay-per-view or the next one, I'm not sure, but definitely will drop it to the Street Profits. CC, who do you think CM Punk's next feud is going to be if this Darby Allen thing doesn't continue? Bro, this shit is hard. Um, I was looking at AEW's roster and, and everything that's going on, and, like, it's really difficult. Because here's the thing. CM Punk is on like a certain level like and this is this kind of goes back to the beginning of our conversation is like with consistency CM Punk is on a certain level the reason why he was able to face Darby Allen because Darby Allen's name is so motherfucking hot right now that it's just like you got to have the hot name against the other hot name what are the other hot names that he like really has like a, a chance to like really go after and like really have a good few with that aren't already involved in something and that's like my answer right there I can't for me, and this is just for me, like this is how I would call it. I wouldn't put him with anyone outside of the elite and Brian Danielson. Like I can't because when I think about you don't like it, Team Taz, that's not doing anything for you. Yo, oh my God. <laughs> when I when when Taz got up, I was like, 
I was like, oh, I know Taz like manages people and I don't know, but I don't know like a ton about, you know, all that stuff. So I'm like, OK, who does he manage and who is he going to put out there? And then I saw um, I forget his name, but uh, that big black dude or whatever. Powerhouse like, Hobbs. Yo, that nigga Hobbs, that nigga. If, uh, if he go to WWE, they just He's definitely change it just to Hobbs. W. Yeah, him like, and I wa- Cage are both. Vince loves that him. type of guy. I watched him. I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. But when I thought about it or whatever, I was just like. Where is Hobbs in his career? He's young. CM He's really raw. Yeah, he shouldn't be going up against him or whatever. And then I'm thinking about other people or whatever. I'm like, they either really old and never was that nigga or really young and haven't been that nigga yet. You can't have CM Punk go up against somebody who isn't currently that nigga right now. And that's where all the top stuff, like the people who run the company are the people in that spot. So honestly, I think... <laughs> His next feud, and I don't know how this is gonna. I don't know if his. I don't know what his next feud is gonna be. Um, but I know one of the feuds that's gonna happen in the future, in the very near future, before we get to the middle of next year, is gonna be with Cody. Of course, he's gonna have. He's gonna have something with Cody. But I think the way that it's gonna play out is that they're gonna have really, really, really good promos, and I think they're gonna have a pretty good match. But the only way that that match can end is like it has to start another feud or like get somebody else involved because after he goes to that really all you can do is circle him around the elite and brian danielson is really not much to do so i don't know it's it, I, I think it's gonna be cody next but AEW, y'all gotta get your shit together because y'all bringing in big stars but y'all don't got niggas for them to go up against like name wise it's like you need somebody to have them go up against name wise yeah i I think what we're about to see, and I really, I this is partially. I hope this happens just so he can get his comeuppance. I would really love to see Christian versus um, CM Punk for the Impact World Championship. Just like, look, a look, look at look at what you've been reduced to. You're wrestling for the Impact Championship, and that's the only person on his level because that would be a good match. But it would just be funny being like, oh, he made all this shit about never wrestle, never main eventing WrestleMania, and now he's main eventing Emergence. Like, good for you. <laughs> like, you finally got it, see you. Big, big main event. Like, yeah, that would just be funny. But I can see that because they're, they're similar levels. They clearly have a, a past relationship, respect each other. Jericho, I feel like. It's probably going to happen for Punk and Jericho. It's yeah, I happen. feel like that's probably what realistically will happen because it seems like the MJF thing is being finally wrapped up and they obviously know each other, can wrestle. Because another thing, too, is that, like, CM Punk is at a stage in his career where, like, he can't pick up powerhouse Hobbs. Like, he's just not physically yeah. strong enough to do he, that anymore. There, there was like, ring he, rust, a lot of yeah. ring rust in that Derby match. So he needs smaller guys who can work a certain style. So I think guys like Jericho, Cage, you'll probably get like one of these factions, like the Hardy family office will send someone to fuck with something like that. But I think it'll be Jericho and is that inner circle, pinnacle? Don't know. There, no, it's inner circle because there's like seven of the different fucking same faction over and over again. Yeah. I'm saying you naming all these factions and I'm like, I, nigga, what's the difference? I remember they uh, the old white, it's old white guy, older established wrestler, tag team, other wrestler. That's the formula for yeah. all of them. Yep, that's like, it. Right. That them. is the formula. <laughs> And that, that's why I like Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy so much is because, like, they, they really just dare themselves. Luchasaurus is dope. I'm not going to lie. I, I like he's Luchasaurus. Dope. I like cool. him. Like, his mask is a little cool weird. But, like, he's, he's just weird. He just leans into being weird. It's like, fuck, I respect you. You're a weird guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, for my free ride, real quick, uh, looks like this Alexa Bliss Charlotte match is gonna happen. This is exactly what Charlotte needed. This, like Stephen A. Said, this is exactly what I've been waiting. <laughs> this is exactly not to quote Catwin, but this is exactly what I've been waiting for. Charlotte has done everything. 
you know, the Nia Jack shoot fights, the, the, those shoot fights were great. I, I love that shit. Just I, fights. I, I, I love, I love that, that you call it shoot fights and not matches because that's exactly what it was. Shoot yeah. fights. Like they, they, they were, they were fighting, but I think this Alexa Bliss thing is really going to show us what Charlotte's character can do being put into a weird situation like this. We saw Seth and Fiend, Seth kind of, Seth was made to look like a loser against Fiend. Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan shined with Fiend. Like these weird storylines like this, like it don't work for everyone. But I feel like this is going to be the true test for Charlotte. Can she morph her character into someone who can bounce back and forth with Alexa Bliss, whether it's promos, whether she goes to the fun house, whatever Alexa Bliss does, or her little play, playpen, playground. Like, can she do this? Can she make it interesting? We're always going to watch what Charlotte does. We know she can perform in the ring, but it's the shit leading up to the match that's important for us. And, you know, like, Charlotte's great, but I haven't really been too interested in what she's been doing, the Nikki Cross, Rhea shit, all that. So this is really going to be a test for her. I don't think if the story, I don't think her legacy gets fucked up if the story doesn't go well, but I think it will be important for her to get into this with Alexa for Alexa to really shine with the character. And like, I, I do hope Alexa gets the title off her because Alexa hasn't held a title, a singles title in mad long. So it's, 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 especially this character's over. People love this Alexa Bliss character. So I, I really think that is time. I would like to see it. Let's get into word our of, Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, one thing, word of advice. If you are looking into get into getting to what Charlotte Flair is currently doing, you need to turn your TV off, go on Instagram and look at her profile. Then you'll get what she's doing. Yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's, she's been dropping some shit. She's been dropping some shit. I'm not going to lie. Respect to that. Respect to that. Respect to Andrade. Respect to Charlotte. Respect to everybody. Respectfully speaking. <laughs> she would she would drop some heat on the ground. That Mark Jackson voice. <laughs> with all due respect uh let's get into our rewrite so probably the biggest moment of all out this is our first AEW rewrite by the way ding 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 bells and whistles Woo! yeah yeah we're stepping out we, we, we do. i can't believe we, we did an AEW rewrite before an nxt rewrite but anyways we'll get into that the moment at all out kenny omega and christian had a solid match i ended up skipping through a little bit of it just because it, it was long it was a long match but at the end, we see Adam Cole come out. I forget who he super kicked, but it looked like he was about to start some shit with Kenny Omega. And then he super kicks someone, and then he starts hugging the elite. He gets kisses on the cheeks from, from the young bucks, whatever. And they're all talking that shit. And then Brian Danielson comes out, all within the span of like 10 minutes. And it goes back to what Quan said. They don't let shit breathe. I'm like, that could have and should have been done much better like like we said Britt baker planted the seeds with the all oh, big signing and then doing the panama sunrise and you know cm punk leaked brian was going to be coming soon and we knew we knew from all the reports yeah, brian, yeah. brian was coming soon but with people knowing that you want to give them a moment where it's like oh we know this thing is going to happen but then when you do it it's it's impactful i don't really feel like that it was that impactful like when, when we knew cm punk was coming his debut on rampage he opened rampage they're like it, it, it was it was it was ballistic Popped in, in that arena. Dummy. It was ballistic. They yeah. opened the show with that. I don't think they necessarily should open the show with with um Cole or Danielson, but like do more with that. If you're gonna end the show with it, do more with that shit. So I want to ask y'all how y'all would have rewritten the Brian Danielson and Adam Cole debuts on AEW with, with the whole Kenny and Christian match in mind, because. In my mind, I, I would have had it gone a different way. I personally would have had Christian win. I know they don't want Kenny Omega to come up off that title. But given he's beaten Kenny Omega before, it's like, let him beat him again. And then have That's Adam Cole. Win. Yeah, like, then let Adam Cole come out, 
and help the elite jump Christian. And then you have Brian Danielson come save um, Christian from, from the elite. Have him yes kick everyone, make it more impactful. But how, how would y'all have done it? I think kind of to your point, AEW's issue was you should have never had both of them debut at the same time. Like that in itself is a ridiculous idea. Like you, you would just never, if these are supposed to be two pillars of your company, you like, like, like there would never be like a John Cena return and an edge return within the span of five minutes. Like that doesn't, you said, there's another breathe. Also you like, it's almost like whiplash. Like I remember watching and being like, wait, didn't Adam Cole just debut? Like what? Oh, 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 I guess that doesn't matter anymore. One, two, which again, this is maybe it's maybe a personal thing. Maybe people like the factions. I don't know. I don't understand why you would debut Adam Cole into a faction that already has seven people in it. Like he immediately becomes so not important because it's like, oh, well, now he's just a flunky. Like he he was the leader of the Undisputed Era, and now he is somewhere beneath, you know, the he's young a fucking guy. six man. He's a yeah, six man. It's, a, yeah, it's just it's just like Mono Yeah. <laughs> So I think what I would do, and I'm looking up the pay-per-view schedule now, and I'll see, so don't, you know, sue me if this is wrong, but it looks like their next pay-per-view is full gear. I would have personally had, kind of like you're saying, Christian's about to win the match, Adam Cole, shocking debut. Again, another thing they always do with their debuts, they have them, like, very stilted. It's very, like, this person is about to debut now, and then they point, and then the person comes out. I would have had him just surprise, kind of like he did NXT, surprise, run out, saves Kenny from win- losing the match. You know, Kenny wins the match. You have the hug fest, whatever. Then what you do in the next one is you set up a match between Adam and Kenny. Like, hey, I came here to help you. It's no beef, but, like, I'm the man. Like, I'm Adam Cole. I deserve this title. Like, let me get a shot. Full gear is in November. That's the next pay-per-view. Gives you enough time to kind of have your little prerequisite matches against, you know, the Young Bucks, Luke Gals and Anderson, whoever you want to have. You can kind of do that stuff. We get to full gear, setting up for this fire match, which should be fire match, Omega versus Cole, like, whatever. You're in the match. You know, Adam Cole's got him lined up for the last shot. He's about to hit it. The elite turns on Adam. Adam's getting jumped. Then you have Daniel Bryan debut. So now you've established two single babyface superstars who don't have to be together. Because, again, that's their issue. Even CM Punk, as soon as he debuts, they align him quasi with Darby Allin and Sting. And so it's like he's not in a faction, but he's with people. Like, you just leave them by themselves. Like, you have them established that way. And also you get the two separate bumps of Adam Cole debuted, and now Adam Cole has a match. So that way you can work out the entrance, work out all whatever you want to do. So that way that Adam Cole match is a big feel. And then you can bring in Daniel Bryce, and that's your like kind of hero saying baby face. You also kind of prevent the thing that AEW does a lot too with people where it's like they have to face Cody in their first match or their first feud is never like that interesting. It's always like some kind of like starter feud. So I think you give them someone feuding right into the title picture immediately makes them important. Because you look at other guys like Hangman Page, Darby Allen, they just don't keep them around the title picture enough. And I think they really need to do that with these two guys. And so that's how I personally would have done it. Not to like, anything super crazy, because, again, I think like with guys like Daniel Bryan, you don't have to do a lot. But I just think you separate it, let them breathe, but you also establish them immediately in the world title picture. Because even right now, it kind of looks like are Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan going to feud? Or is he going to feud with Frankie Kazarian? Like, he's not really sure what's about to happen. And that's what another thing, AEW, they bring these people up and they debut and then they do nothing for three months. Like, what is Adrade been doing? What is Rusev doing? Like, 
these big Mark Henry debuted at some point and he's still there. Big show had a match, I guess, but it's just like you have these debuts and you do nothing with them. And so I think you immediately doing something with them makes them important, lets you kind of move away from the elite. They can do something else, but I think you move that way for sure. I like that. I like that. Um, so the way I had it is like, I, I share your sentiment where it's just like, you don't need to do much. And I don't think you need to do much for either of them, to be honest. So how I would have had it is um, CM Punk hits the GTS on uh, Darby Allen, pins him, gets the win or whatever. Um, Asks for the mic or whatever. And then, um, you know, he addresses the crowd, says the city name, and he says, like, um, the greatest wrestler in the world is officially in AEW or whatever. And as soon as he finished, he finished uh, saying that, <laughs> Yo, first of all, his new music is hard. That shit is hard. tough. No, but, no, um, like with it. the with the 808 behind it now. Oh hell yeah, that oh, 808 behind it make it bounce. Flavor yeah. to you now. But um, they had Metro Boomin do that shit. They called it Metro. <laughs> but um, yeah, you have CM Punk do that, and then um, Brian comes out, and or Daniel Bryanson comes out. Um, and then um, what did I, did I say? Dial. Daniel Bryanson. You did. Brian it's okay. Danielson. It's all right. It's I'm sorry. It, it flipped. So I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. like, re- I'm trying to remember the actual name now instead of like what it actually was uh, before. Yeah. But um, yeah, Brian Danielson comes out, uh, come out or whatever. And then he basically just like says these things. He comes up with his thing. He, you know, he has the mic or whatever. And he just goes like greatest wrestler in the world or whatever. And, you know, he kind of says like, you know, there's only one way to find out. Meanwhile, you still have like Sting and Darby Allen in the background. And, and instead of Sting being like respect, he like grabs Darby Allen and he feels like offended that like, you know, CM Punk like kind of beat him. And CM Punk's kind of just like, you know, what the fuck you want me to do? I'm the greatest wrestler or whatever. And Brian and, uh, Brian Danielson's like, mm, I don't know about that. And now we're setting up uh, Brian Danielson, CM Punk tagging against <laughs> Sting and Darby Allen. <laughs> Sting! It's Sting! And then we uh, what we're going to get from that is like, you know, they have their little match here and there. But then we kind of get uh, uh, we get um, Brian and Punk kind of in like a tag team for a little bit. But that uh, eventually implodes because they're always trying to one up each other. Yep. And then they just have like a greatest wrestler ever match at one of the, the pay-per-views. Far. And then that's how you do that. And then for Adam Cole or whatever. You have it so that like um, Christian looks like he's about to win, and then all of a sudden you just get Adam Cole's music or whatever, and then like he just like running out the ring, and the whole place is popping or whatever, um, and then he comes out and like he does like this distraction to like help Kenny end up winning or whatever, and then the whole faction comes out and then he he gets on the mic and says, "That's right, Adam Cole is AEW, Adam Cole is all elite, blah 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 blah." And then um, you have Adam Cole be the one who like gets the the belt from the guy on the side or whatever to hand it to Kenny after he wins, and he hands it to him. And but you look at like Adam that Cole hold. looking at yeah, he's like holding the belt and like looking at him, giving it looking, to him. He's like, kind of like Triple yeah. H and Batista, where he looks up. Yeah, at him, like. exactly. <laughs> that's it, and that's exactly how you do it. And how you play that out is like you start sowing the seed. Is because this is how I here's how I felt when I saw Adam Cole debut. He is cooler than every single one in a and uh, all elite all combined like he's, he's the player six like so <laughs> much cooler than these niggas he's so much cooler than these niggas that it, it don't make sense for him to fit and then i thought about it and i was just like well 
he's so he's really, really cool. And the way he talked to Tony Giovanni or whatever, I'm just like, he's like the cool bully guy. Won't you ha- like the cool bully guy never plays number two in a group. Like if we if we're like just talking like your classic um teen movie, like just copy pasta yeah. teen movie or whatever, he's going to be the leader. Like he's either like the number two or he's the leader or whatever. So you can't have Adam Cole come in and just be with these niggas or whatever. He got to be like the leader or something like that. He was just a leader of Undisputed Era. So like he's basically like going to like have like a few with like Kenny where he's like basically trying to take over the all elite. And then like you see all elite, like, you know, this like um some of them kind of lean more one way or the other way, but they can all come this way. And it's just kind of like a battle for who's gonna be the leader of all elite and whatever, and whoever loses gets kicked out or whatever. And have that so CM Punk and and um what is it full gear was their next one? CM Punk and Daniel Bryan yeah. have their match at full gear, and then um you have Adam Cole and uh Kenny have their um all elite match. Um, and you and like you either do it for the championship or for uh or for who can be in all elite or, or in the elite um or both, and that's that's how I would do it. You know, what I was thinking too is like interesting, like they debuted both of them back to back on a pay-per-view that everyone did couldn't watch. It's like you should have saved one of them for a rampage if you're gonna do them both, like just save one, like it's yeah. like you should put it on you should have put it on because one thing i do hate that wwe does is that all their returns they're like oh this person's returning on friday they tell you like a week out and so like, oh, that's kind of sucks i wish you would have surprised me but like also it's nice that like you can then at least sometimes watch it on television it's on like just regular tv and that is something i would have looking back on it they should have probably done that too like you said like do you have them have debut during television like when every on dynamite when everyone's watching like cm punk was leading off dynamite like do it like that that's but, how you pop a rating. Like, you, like yeah. you, you surprise motherfuckers. Like, people see it on Twitter, like, oh, I got to tune in. Like, so, right. so, your, so your second hour gets boosted because everyone's right. watching. They want to see, like, is this person going to pop up again? They're going to have a match, like, whatever. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I like both of those ideas. I'm just like, yo, bro, you really fumbled an amazing opportunity to do some incredible shit. Like, Cole coming in with the super kick, that was cool. Brian coming in with the yes kicks, that was cool. But you don't want to do cool shit. You want to do moments and the aw fans they're moments for them because they've been craving stars like this but like for the people watching outside who are just genuine wrestling fans who knew the shit could have been better it, it it was like really like you really like and on the one hand like i kind of get why aw kind of struck while the iron was hot and did both of them within 10 minutes of each other but i don't know how sustainable it is because brian mm-hmm. overshadowed cole brian's a bigger star hard like Brian's yeah. a Brian's a like, way bigger worldwide, way more WrestleMania main eventer, like top WrestleMania match ever. Type literally shit. was in the WrestleMania main event months ago. Yeah. Right. Cole never left NXT, so it's like, yeah, people fuck with him, they know him, and it, it's a great get for AEW. But it's it it, it it didn't bury Cole, but it was almost like, oh yeah, you're you're coming out, but you're second to to Brian, and maybe maybe, maybe that story, maybe. Cole's gonna be like, yo, you stole my moment, and that that'll set up a feud with them because their SmackDown match when NXT invaded SmackDown was fire. Like, I would love Banger. to see a, a full feud with them, but it was like, yo, you, you could have just let it breathe a little bit, just let Cole come, let his head get big. He's with the elite, all that, and then let Brian come and Ooh. work his way through the elite. Like, it's it yeah. just it, it's right there. It's right there. I have an, another point too. This is like, yeah. Uh, and I, I don't mean to like heavily criticize AEW because there's definitely parts of AEW I really like. Like I really think Ricky Starks is a star. I love Ricky Starks. I've talked about you guys to my Britt Baker, 
she speaks to me. I don't know how, I don't know why, but she <laughs> does something to me spiritually. But I was thinking like, I was like, okay, what does WWE do when they like debut people who are popular in other places? Because there's, I think, and I was like, oh, they really don't do that. Like AJ Styles is really the last guy who like was popping in another company. And they just brought him over to the main roster. And even with AJ Styles, they talk about his past stuff, but they created a, essentially their own character of AJ Styles. It's AJ Styles, but like they've done things to him, whether it be like Undertaker stuff, you know, they, they've, they've done stuff with him. And even Adam Cole at NXT, I had no idea who Adam Cole was really before he debuted at NXT, but they did a good job of building him up, making him be something. One thing AEW kind of did with both of their debuts is that you have to know that Adam Cole was in the elite for that debut to make any sense. You have to have already have known that. And I know that because I'm a wrestling fan. But if you're not, it's like, well, why the fuck is he with them all of a sudden? Like, it, or like even Daniel Bryan's like, you have to know who Daniel Bryan is and take all that work that WWE's already done to then be impressed by this debut. And that's one thing that AEW has to start doing is building their own characters. Like, yes, obviously people are famous from the Indies and stuff, but you have to take them and make them into your own thing because then they will always just be someone who's famous in the Indies or somebody who was famous in WWE. They will never be any AEW. Like, you have to put whatever the AEW polish or sheen is. I know you maybe they don't want to have one, but if you actually want to be sustainable and have, like, people look to your company for new stars, you have to be the ones generating them and having your own thing. Because a lot of this, like, inside jokery and, like, kind of just dirt sheet stuff, if you don't know it, it doesn't mean anything to you. And I think that's something they really need to start doing better is like you need to turn Adam Cole into his own thing, not just Adam Cole, who was in the elite or was in the Bullet Club or was in the NSPD or like you need to make a totally new character. Same with Daniel Bryan. Like and until they do that, like they talk a lot about new stars, but it's like you have younger wrestlers, but they're not really new stars. They're just younger. Like the young bucks just happen to be younger than, you know, Randy Orton. But it's not as if like the young bucks are somehow more famous than Randy Orton, you know? And I just think that's always interesting to me. It's like they talk so much about how they're generating stars, but it's like you're not actually generating anything. You're taking stars and giving them a platform, but you're not actually creating anything of value, really. Like, if I didn't, WWE did all the work. Like, they did all, they made Daniel Bryant. You didn't do anything. You just had him show up at your company. You're not making a star. WWE made the star. Yeah. And like, you, you have to now build that up, or it's just going to be like, oh, yeah, it's the WWE guys on here. Cause that's what it's becoming. You're just going to sign all these ex-WWE guys. You'll just have old WWE guys, and you'll be the main event mafia from TNA, which is one of my favorite factions of all time. Mm-hmm. And that's facts. That's facts. Great, great, right. AEW, yeah, you just got to be patient. Be patient. I know you want to give the fans everything immediately, and the fans want everything immediately, but then they realize they didn't really want it immediately when the shit falls through, and nope. like someone moves on to a few that they don't give a fuck about. Like, I gotta, you got to let shit breathe. But People don't really know what the fuck they want. They don't. They don't. And that's facts. That's facts. It's like these music fans that say, oh, this album isn't going to have longevity when they just heard it for a week. Like, you don't know. You don't know till years <laughs> pass. Niggas ain't like views immediately. Now views is arguably Drake's top three. Come on. Like, come on. Come on. You got to you gotta let shit breathe. 